Hey everyone, welcome to a Sloppy Tapas episode of the Atomic Skull Podcast. My name is Matt, and this episode is going to be one hell of a quickie. Ladies, I will do your inner monologue for you. Oh, a quickie from a man, what a surprise. But look, it isn't that there's a lack of shit for me to say. You can trust and believe that will never happen, no matter how much you and I might want it to. There are occasions when we have time and patience to make a quiche, and there are occasions when the eggs get scrambled and put on a plate. And you are goddamn right I made a food metaphor in the first 60 seconds of the show. Suck my ass. I am in a mood today, so join me and let's be bitchy together. Starting off today with the best of the week, which is the end of the SAG-AFTRA strike. After 119 days of contentless, pop culture-free news. It got to the point for me where I started actually paying attention to regular people news. And I cannot not recommend that enough. Is disrecommend a word? Like, I cannot disrecommend that enough. Either way, zero out of 10. Here I am paying attention to politics and wars and death and destruction and murder when I should be reading articles about the latest side boob that Scarlett Johansson sported at whatever movie premiere she was at. You know, the real hard-hitting stuff. I'm glad the strike is over and people who are better looking than us can go back to doing shit that makes us forget about how fucking awful our lives are. I absolutely cannot believe Fran Drescher would be such an important figure in the fight against the 1% in 2023. This year has been fucking wild, man. For worst of the week, I really can't narrow it down, so I'm gonna call the entire month of November the fucking worst. I hate to be so vague, but it's just a lot of annoying, adulty shit, and this whole fucking month, every year, always just ends up being a turd. Good news is that I have a massive, beautiful turkey taking up my entire freezer. And I can tell you that me and that bitch are going to be getting very fucking friendly later on this month. All right, so I want to focus on two trips that I took recently with my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name. The first trip is a little more metaphorical. We took mushrooms, allegedly. I'm working on that whole allegedly thing. We allegedly took mushrooms and then we allegedly turned on some good music and talked for seven fucking hours. And allegedly, we had a great fucking time. We looked at the stars. We talked about how excited we were for wintertime. I laid on the floor in my living room and stared at the ceiling fan for what I was sure was a couple of days, but turned out to be just a couple of minutes. And we came up with one of the most interesting gold star questions ever. And I have been so excited to ask you guys and to share our answers real quick. So this week's gold star question, and like take an extra second to think about this one because a surface level answer would be boring as shit for this. How do you define being rich? And I don't mean like, an expensive car or a house with a moat or any of that kind of bullshit. That's all well and good and awesome, particularly a house with a moat. That would be fucking tits. But houses and cars are just a flex. You can feel rich on a smaller scale that doesn't involve 
a private plane, which would also be the tits. I want to give you guys our answers so you can kind of see what we're talking about. I want to preface this by saying that if these answers seem ridiculous, it's because there were alleged psychedelics involved. But if they're profound, it's also because there are alleged psychedelics involved. So for my answer, I would consider myself rich when I order food to be delivered through one of those delivery apps that I'm not going to name without commenting multiple times on how astronomically expensive it is. So many times I will start putting an order together and see the price in the cart and be like, fuck this and just not do it. But other times I've already made the shitty decision in my head to go through with it no matter what. And I don't care how much it is, but I still look at the total and I think Jesus fucking Christ on a stick, that shit's ridiculous. And then Sometimes I am completely obliterated on tequila and I order it and I think the price isn't too bad. But then the next morning I look at my bank account and I'm pissed. So I figure I would consider myself rich when I don't give a fuck and I just order it without even looking at the price. Side note number one, we ordered food that night. As for my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name... As per usual, her answer is so much more fucking amazing. She would consider herself rich when every chair in her house reclines. I swear to God, you guys, this woman pisses me off to no bitter end and makes me want to kill baby penguins. But statements like that are why I adore the ever loving shit out of her. Side note number two, we spent a lot of time reclining that night. Send me an email, atomicskullpodcast at gmail.com or slide into my DMs at Atomic Skull Podcast on every fucking social media cesspool you can think of and give me your answer on how you would define being rich. I can't wait to hear them. The second trip that we took was much more literal and that was a three-hour plus drive out of town to get tattoos. I know that might sound insane, but I'm a loyal motherfucker that way. And I have a guy in the small Arizona town where I used to live. I've mentioned it on the program a few times before that does my shit. And whenever I get something done, I always make the trek back to see him. I've done it dozens of times and not once have I regretted it. It's one of those things where it's just as much about the journey as it is the destination. I love a good long car ride. I met him when I lived in town and he had a chair in the very back of a tiny little shop and I watched him go from having a chair to owning the small shop to owning a bigger place and now not only does he own the biggest shop in town, but he even owns the building. All of that incredible success couldn't have happened to a better guy. And I love him and his family so, so much. I'm blessed to know him. He and I like the same old ass crazy music. And we basically just quote stand up comedy bits to each other the whole time he's scratching me up. And this time was no exception. Maybe one day I'll tell you guys one of the most heartfelt and beautiful stories involving him that I've ever experienced, but I am not in the fucking mood to feel feelings today, so you're going to have to wait until I get drunk on tequila and just ask me about it. The story I want to talk about this time around wasn't 
about when we were at the shop, but after we were done. If you want to know what I got, by the way, I posted a little picky of it on my Instagram, at Atomic Skull Podcast. Head over and take a peek and follow me if you haven't already. So we got a hotel room for the night and stayed in the little town so we didn't have to do a turnaround trip, which we have done before and it is brutal. After the ink, we stopped at a convenience store to, I don't know, we grabbed some water and some assorted beverages and maybe a couple delights for when we enjoyed some edibles back in our room. I want to talk right now about the dude behind the counter at the convenience store for just a second. Real quick, this town is a little white and flavorless. I hate to say, and I'm about to show my work on that. But first, when you think about people who are working at a convenience store and their ideal behaviors in your head, I'm sure you're like me and you are thinking that they're relatively quiet, working fast when they're busy or laid back when they're slow. They might throw a little quip about what you're buying and ask if you want your receipt. That is my preferred convenience store clerk, right? This dude is being incredibly outgoing, asking how everyone in the store's night is going and giving his like earnest, excited opinion on what everyone is buying. He's even suggestive selling shit to add on. To what people are getting. That's all well and good when you're shopping at like maybe like a dildo store, for example. But I am tired. I am bloody. I am in pain. I am mentally fucking spent. I just want to get my shit and get back to my hotel room and have a late night romance with the chicken wings that we bought after we left the tattoo shop. This motherfucker is showing us around the store at like a bunch of snacks and shit that we may not have heard of. Now, I'm outgoing, sorta. I play an outgoing person on TV, okay? I don't mind being personable, but at this moment, I am immediately fucking annoyed. The only thing a convenience store person should be suggesting in a sale is a lighter if someone buys a pack of smokes. Even Mrs. What's-Her-Name, who is outgoing, started flashing me that please come save me look when the dude is pointing out all these different shits that she should buy based on the peanut butter cups that she put on the counter. Dude, calm the fuck down. My favorite part, though, and this is where the whiteness comes in, I see churro-flavored Kit Kats, and I have to try them. I am a churro-ass freak. I put them down on the counter and the dude starts riffing about them to me. I'll never forget this as long as I live. He says, oh man, these are great. If you like cinnamon and white chocolate, you're going to love them. Like, yeah, dude, just take one look at my belly and one look at my clearly Hispanic wife. I know what a fucking churro is. I realized as I was walking out and nursing a sudden headache that Maybe he brought that up because so many people in the town ask him what churros taste like, which is utterly terrifying. I don't really have an ending to the tattoo story. We drove back the next day and my chunky ass always gets a little treat on the way home from the tattoo place. This year's model was a chicken sandwich. So there I was pulling into Popeye's, ordering the white boy special, 
a non-spicy chicken sandwich with extra mayo, which is my actual order. Thank you very much. And I did what I always do. I unwrapped that motherfucker and started eating it while pulling out of the drive-thru like a rhinestone cowboy. (laughs) And it was fucking delicious. All right. Before I get the fuck out of here, I'm going to keep my promise to you guys and give you another song that makes me happy for song of the week. Let's talk about the blues real quick. I love the blues. A lot of people listen to the blues when they're feeling down and they use the music to sort of commiserate in their own feelings. But my weird ass listens to the blues when I'm fucking happy. Blues music puts me in a good mood, believe it or not. And this one is fun. It is a shower song for me for sure. And I belt it out every fucking time. It feels fucking great. I'd love for you to check it out on the Atomic Skull Podcast Songs of the Week playlist on Spotify. Your song of the week is How Blue Can You Get by B.B. King. And it is a total fucking bop by an utter legend. I hope you listen to it and I hope it puts you in a good mood, just like it puts me in a good mood when I hear it. And that's the breaks for this week, you guys. Nice little quickie. Thank you so much for checking in and listening to my dumb voice. As always, you guys are the best every time, all the time. I will be back next week with some Dildo Chronicles, some probable hot takes and other assorted fun and statistically probably some self-loathing apologies to my mother-in-law happy birthday james and how are you doing 